Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. to you by Martialytics. Easy to use, super powerful management software for your martial arts school. Everybody, so welcome to the first of my new podcasts. Uh, well, sort of the old podcast done in a new way. You know what I mean. Anyway, so what I decided to do was to ditch the whole sort of scripted interview format, uh, move away from having the same guests talking about the same thing on all the podcasts. Not that any of the guests aren't interested and not that people we've had on before aren't welcome. In fact, today we're going to have the last guest, Mr. Donald Wint, who was on the last episode of the Old Style Podcast. He's going to be the first guest on the New Style Podcast. And the reason I've done that is, hopefully, you should be able to see the difference between the two. So if you listen, don't not the Matcha episode. In fact, on that, whilst I remember... I've actually put a new logo on those ones, so you'll be able to tell between the difference. So the Matt Chat episode will have a nice big cartoon picture of Matt Chapman on there for you to see. Uh, and obviously the regular podcast will have me sticking my leg in the air. The, lo- the logo you're all used to seeing. Um, so yeah, anyway, back on track. So if you go back to the last of the regular episodes, which was it was from much earlier in this year. So you can just see from the date stamp which one it is. With Donovan Wentz, it says it in the title. If you've not heard that one, if you listen to that one, you can get an idea of um, what the old style podcast was like, even if you just listen to a little bit of it. And this one, which I'm sure by the end of listening to it, you will all agree, it's a bit more, I don't know, organic, I guess, random, um, unfiltered. It's a, it, Basically, it's a real conversation that goes in whichever direction it goes in, and that's the beauty of it. I want people to... You know, learn more about the people behind the faces, behind the names they see on social media, behind the the guests they see interviewed. So, you know, a lot of these guests that I'm going to have on, you will have heard interviewed on other podcasts, but hopefully not in the way that you're going to hear when they're on my podcast, because we don't have a direction with any of the conversation. It goes where it goes. Obviously, the underpinning, the the foundations of all the conversations that I'll have will be martial arts. It will be two martial artists possibly from very different backgrounds, different experiences, but martial arts will be the underpinning um, factor. It will maybe start with martial arts and then it will end up going off, as you will hear today, in all different directions, which is kind of what what I want to do with it. I want this to be, um, as I say, a more real, more organic process, um, something that I enjoy more than the traditional interview format. And hopefully the result will be that you will enjoy it too. Anyway, you can let me know if you want to. You can go through the website and tell me it's great or tell me you don't like it, whichever you prefer. I'm going to do it anyway. It won't really make much difference. Um, well, that sounded a bit mean, didn't it? But no, 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 no. Anyway, you get the point. So, uh, enjoy the podcast. Um, it is it is unique. It's different. It might take some getting used to for some of you. But anyway, I hope you enjoy. I'm going to jump over to it now and then I'll catch you on the other side. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. Right, guys, so joining me now for the very first of our new episodes, uh, Mr. Donovan Wentz. This That's the crappiest intro I've ever done in my life, but I've just, like, cancelled the call, pressed the wrong button. He sat there giggling. I'm laughing. Jeez, what a, what a mess. What a way to start the first of the new podcast. But welcome back. Hello. <laughs> I never Hello. know what to say for that bit. That's, that's always the most awkward part when if I'm on a podcast. I don't, I don't know what to say back. 
the first bit is the hardest bit. It's the, the hardest bit when you're the, the, the host as well, because what I typically do is go, hi, guys, or hey there. Or it's like I say the same thing every time. And then when I purposely try to say something different, I just sound like an absolute idiot. <laughs> Hello. It's like, no, that sounds stupid. Okay, no, that sounds stupid. So I just say, oh, hi, guys, or hey there. How's it going? Anyway, so anyway, so how are you doing? You good? I'm very good. I am. Um... Yeah, things are going very well. Very busy, though. So, you know, I feel like every positive thing that happens, it just creates more problems and then more problems. And more problems. <laughs> I still tell people that I'm a professional plate spinner because that's what it feels like. It feels yeah, like that's it. fix one thing and then fix another. How have you been? I'm all right, yeah. I had a bit of time away. Uh, I needed to, you know, as I've alluded to on the other podcasts and talked about it, you know, I, I, I broke myself and then uh, wasn't ready for... What it feels like, I mean, I've done, I, I, I'm a pain in the ass, everybody knows for more than one reason, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm not a happy in a happy place or a happy person unless I'm training or being physical. And I have two weeks off at Christmas and that's it. I don't do holidays. And even the two weeks of Christmas, I still come in because if I don't punch and kick stuff for like 48 hours, I get like withdrawal. So it's checking around and shit. <laughs> um, and I just have to keep going all the time. And then obviously I did my knee and I had to stop and I wasn't ready for what it would do to my head because since yeah. i mean since my late teens eight 17 18 i've been doing this five six days a week and it's all my body knows all my brain knows and i stopped the first the first couple of weeks was all right the first month was actually i was like this is all right it's not doing stuff and then it my head imploded like literally and i think it must have just been like a chemical shift or something i'm not a psychologist i'm not a you know but obviously we all know that when you're training you get that dopamine hit and you get all the chemicals and you know, you, the, the, all that sort of stuff shifts in your head, and I think all of that switching off just. I think I think I can relate. To be fair, see, when when COVID first hit, I obviously was training for fights all the time. So I was training like six days a week, seven days a week. So my whole life, like I barely saw my family. To be fair, which isn't a positive. Um, and then when COVID hit, I had like a nice month or two where I was mm. like, actually. This is lovely. Like I'm seeing my family. I'm sitting down. I don't have to think about training. I don't have to think about a fight that's coming up. And then it hit a point where I just felt I was, I don't know. Like now, now that you're talking about that, it's only just made me think about it. Like, I don't know, I was just a bit more bitter and just a bit more, I don't know, just not yeah. myself. You and could see, I don't know if yeah. you saw it. I it was I I it happened to me. Like the first thing that I did, right? And these people will attest to this. The first thing I did when we were allowed out after COVID and we started doing events and things again, um, I actually did it at one of uh, Gordon Bertram's events when he, one of the big things that he does. I went, I couldn't go to the whole thing, but I went to day two. He said, I'll just call in and, you know, if you want. I was like, okay, that's cool. Cheers. So I called in and for the first five minutes, I just went round all the people that had fallen out with on Facebook over COVID. And I said, I'm really sorry, mate. It's nothing personal. I was just, <laughs> I was just being a bit of a dick during COVID. Because we were all stuck in our houses and I couldn't hit people and I couldn't, you know, it's not like I could, like, you know, my kids weren't big enough. And, you know, what I mean, it was like, uh, no, no. I, I had nothing to do. I literally had a punch bag in the garden and that's all I could, you know. And so everyone and their cat got it on Facebook. Like <laughs> everyone got it. And I, and, I, and I look back on it now and it's so embarrassing. But I think a lot of people suffered in that respect. You know, they didn't have that outlet, you know, that physical outlet so when, they just got into arguments with everybody about everything when you say you didn't feel good look, what was it was it like were you like itching to train like what what was the feeling like 
initially, yeah, initially, this is like a counselling session. Initially, <laughs> initially, it was, um, yeah, it was that feeling of just wanting to do. It was, it felt like I was letting myself down. Like I put all this work in, and and so initially, I was doing stuff like I was doing loads of pull-ups, I was doing loads of body weight stuff. But as the injury sort of progressed. I, I didn't even realize how much you need your knee for everything. Like I couldn't even do sit-ups or like shadow boxing because every little thing went, it just all goes to your knees. Even like on the, on, I got the pull-up bar out. I've got one of those, you know, stand-up ones you can just click together. And even just doing that, it puts strain through your knee. And I'm like, can't even do this. Like it ended up, I couldn't even get out of chair at its worst point. So initially it was frustration. And then it, it went the whole of the other side where, I didn't want anything to do with it at, yeah. at all. I didn't want to watch films. I didn't want to watch UFC. I didn't want to watch boxing. I didn't want to watch. I didn't want to do anything martial arts related. I didn't want to know, which is why I had to sack off the podcast because it was fake. Not only was it doing my head in because I didn't want to talk about it, but it just seemed like a massive lie. Hey, welcome to the podcast that I don't care about. <laughs> and anything you're talking about, couldn't care less. I'm looking at my watch thinking, is it home time yet? Um, so I just sort of shifted all of that energy and focus into other stuff. So all my other little hobbies all became extremes. And unfortunately, one of my hobbies became arguing on Facebook um, <laughs> because it was just there. It was accessible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just how it goes, isn't it? But that, thankfully that's ancient history now. We hope. Oh. <laughs> Unless somebody can think up a way to engineer another one. Oh, geez. Imagine yeah. if in years to come, it turns out that that was all just one giant experiment to see well, how the human race would. Well, if it was, they, they, they would have got us good because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people heavily, heavily, heavily believed it. So yeah. it pretty good if, if it was. Yeah, I know what I mean, but it's, it's, it's just one of those because we, we never really know, do we? I mean, yeah, obviously COVID was a thing because I, I got it and it wasn't nice. And I saw other people get it and it wasn't nice. And obviously, joking aside, for some people, it was, you know, it was super serious. You know, it was at the end. Um, so it's not that it didn't exist, but it's like, how bad was it really? And, you know, it's like, ah, we'll never know, do we? You, you put your trust. Two of the things that like, confuse me about it, because obviously I can't say for sure. But two of the things that confuse me about it is number one, how like countries like Sweden just didn't shut down at all. Like yeah. they didn't. And then number two, like at the same time as people couldn't go see like their nan's funeral and stuff like that, like the party that were running the country were like, no. and they have access to like all the data. They're the ones telling us about the data. So I don't know, it's just a bit it's a bit crazy that the people have got access to all the facts and all the statistics aren't scared of it. Like, yeah it does make you wonder doesn't it it doesn't make you i love how i love how this is going to be an open conversation right yeah you said that's what this is going to be yeah. and your first topic hard hitting it was covid is covid fake hey, at least we're not talking about aliens or lizard people yet it, it, it'll end up i'll have somebody on it'll end up going down that route but yeah just just actually just to bring it back to the start again just to put a, a bit of a break on that before it gets too political um that for the listeners that are joining us now um the whole idea behind this podcast is i want to have martial artists on the podcast 
but I don't want the whole center of every single conversation to be about martial arts. And that's not because I'm still not interested, quite the opposite. I just want to bring another side of all these people. Like loads of people know who you are, either from your fighting career or from now from your Facebook marketing and, and, and that side of things. And like, I'm going to have all sorts of guests on from martial arts backgrounds, but I just want to bring a bit of, it's not that you're all lacking personality, but people will hear the same thing because you've all got your expertise and they'll, they'll people want to know about, you know, that side of things, whether it's the fight career or it's the, the Facebook. Um, and there's more to you than punching and kicking people in the ring and pressing buttons on Facebook. I think that's more interesting as well, because yeah. like if I listen to a podcast of a business coach talking, like 60% of the stuff they say is probably stuff that I've mentioned as well. If I listen to uh, someone who comes on talking about Google ads or something like that, like 60% of the stuff they say crosses over with me and the business expert. And then you have martial artists go on, you ask the same sort of questions and it just, it can feel a little bit repetitive. I like the idea of having more of an open conversation. And just Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anything. <laughs> so, so yeah, COVID then. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, so we were going to we were actually going to lead with the question because this is something we'd been bouncing back and forth over Facebook. This just to explain, this guy was sort of at the brunt of me throwing ideas back and forth, and and you'd been pushing me for a while to do a, a format like this. So you're kind of partly to blame. If nobody likes it, it's your fault. <laughs> no, I'm joking. As long as you like it, that's all the matter. I didn't say everyone else would. I just said you. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. You're right, you're right, you're right. And I do, and it is, it's better. But one of the conversations that we've been having was the topic of, you know, martial arts and what does it mean to you as an individual and to me. And I just thought that'd be an interesting conversation because, full disclosure, um, you can probably see from my nice new super high-def camera that shows my entire room, which I've had to tidy, which is a pain like finding random flags to cover up piles of things and that banner is just to hide the computer because i haven't got i don't have time to tidy it up um the big version of that's big me there um but uh yeah we are actually you how old are you now if you mind me saying i'm 20 23 yeah so i'm coming up 44 so there is pretty much half a per yeah oh that's <laughs> depressing so it, it'd be interesting to see you know what similarities are there there? What, you know, is there a, and obviously we had different, with different, very different career paths. We ended up going down different routes with it. Um, so I'll let, I'll let you, let you, let you start. What does martial arts, what is it, what is it to you and, and how is that, how has it influenced you? In so it's, it's kind of hard because my perspective on martial arts as a whole has definitely shifted since I went into the business side of it. So it's mm. not really, easy for me to put the same head on that I had when I was just fighting. So if I do look back to when I was just fighting and I didn't have like look into the business side of it and I didn't have like I've got thousands of like martial arts school owners who I connect with on Facebook. Like I yeah. see so much martial arts now. So I feel like my idea of it has grown. But if I talk back to when all I was was a full contact kickboxer, just fighting and just fighting, I can tell you for a fact that I looked at full contact fighting as the the pinnacle, like the top and anything else such as points fighting and things like that like when i looked at them like i just it just didn't seem like real martial arts to me and that's just me talking honestly like yeah, yeah. as a as a fighter who was fighting fullcom when i used to look at points fighting and stuff like that like i used to look at it and i just used to be like well that, that's not going to protect you on the streets and and things like that and i'd say that well i'll let you say what you you think yeah 
my horizon and my ideas definitely has grown since then. But when I was just a fighter, full contact fighter, I used to look at other martial arts and I used to think, well, that's not applicable if you wanted to protect yourself or that's not, that couldn't do this or that couldn't do this. And I don't know, I feel like when you're so deep into one martial arts, you kind of get, I don't know about everyone else, but I kind of got negative about other martial arts. It's easy to do. It is easy to do that. I mean, it's really interesting that because for me, when I was, I was a little bit younger, a little bit younger than you, but um, around that sort of time, early 20s, I'd started working full time um, doing this. But my my full focus and my ambitions and aims were completely on the performance side. So it was all all film work. It was all stage work. It was all uh, throwing myself around the gym like some Power Ranger on speed. Um, it was... If that, if I'm even allowed to say that on iTunes, I don't know. But anyway, um, that's kind of what it was like. I was just jumping around, kicking, spinning, and, and flying around, and and it, competitions were never on my radar. Not not fighting anyway, because when we when I, when we were kids, we used to do. We, when we were little kids, we did the fight team and we did the tournaments and stuff. And they're standing around all day, like just. Hate I like I loved sparring and I still in fact I like it more now. But I, all I remember is the negative of standing around, standing around, standing around, losing your fight, going home. <laughs> and I hated it, and I hated it. And I got this like idea in my head that I wanted to go off and do all these films and all this sort of stuff, and as you do. And so that kind of went the sparring went out off the, off the radar completely because the worry of getting injured and not being able to to do something was like. I'm not like I got paranoid. Anyway, fast forward now all these years, it's now the other way around completely. So I can't get enough sparring now, but now I'm old and broken and it's just, you know what I mean? And I have to be, yeah. so now I, I have to be careful, but I can't get enough. So it's weird how it's sort of changed. And sh- you know, my, my focus has shifted as, as the, as the years have gone on. Um, I used to I used to love sparring. That was that was literally all I was into, sparring, fighting. Mm. And that was just yeah, that was that was just my passion. That was just my love. Like everything else, realistically, as far as training wise, I just wasn't as interested in. What did you think about other martial arts? Like outside Oh, of I loved your- it. I, I because I was so transfixed and focused on emulating all the different people that I saw in films and TV, it didn't look anything like the slightly ropey taekwondo I was doing. It didn't look I- like that. So I needed to do as much as I could get hold of to be able to copy all the stuff that I was seeing them doing. It didn't look like what I was doing. And so I, I was like, right, I need to learn this. I need to learn that. I was getting, I was, oh, it's crazy. I was going out and buying books. And this is the like dial up internet days where you had to wait like three years for a video to download. And so I was downloading videos, buying books, buying VHS tapes and, you know, trying to go and train in other schools. And yeah, uh, I loved That's it. I couldn't funny. absorb enough. That's probably one of the differences, though, between like my sort of age range and, and your age. Like, I don't really remember martial arts films. Like, I remember like some of the new Rocky films that came out, like Creed and stuff like that. But I feel like people of like my dad's age, like they were right. Like, my, I remember my dad drawing like people throwing kicks and writing about like some of Bruce Lee's like philosophies and, mm. and stuff like that, and being into it. And that's not something I ever remember really been into but i know that when i speak to people older than me they talk about the yeah. films that they grew up on yeah they talk about and that's not something that i was ever like it weren't happening as i was growing up like there's people my age who their parents showed it um, and stuff like that but it weren't something that was it weren't 
how do I say it? Like it weren't a thing that was just happening no. as I was growing. No, it wasn't an influence. It wasn't there. No, and I think that was, you know, the my generation sort of growing up in the eighties. It was, yeah, put it on and watch him. It's fine. And I think society shifted through the eighties and into the nineties, and it was a bit. People are a little bit more careful. Like the when I remember, there was a period where parents were terrified to let the kids play violent computer games because they thought they were going to all turn into mass murderers and go off and, you know commit all these horrible crimes which i'm i'm no doubt that they are an influence on a small you know small percentage of people but you know you're not going to play mortal Kombat and then go and start ripping people's spines out in the playground but no. there was a period in the early 90s when everyone was really hot on it because it was all on the news so i think it, it, it that sort of filtered down um but i remember as a kid like watching karate kid on tv and um like waiting till my dad went out and like putting bruce lee films on and stuff like you know we weren't really supposed to watch him but yeah, he's gone out now so watching um, <laughs> all stuff like that and like best of the best and these are probably all alien you don't even know what i'm talking about you should go and watch them like best <laughs> of the best um all these classic 80s films obviously cobra kai is a thing now big time and that's obviously spawned from the original karate kid trilogy um we ignore the full film um so that's i think that is now sort of revitalizing it a little bit because like my my nieces and and my kids are watching Cobra Kai, and then oh, so what's the what's the story with the old ones? Like, ah, right. Well, we'll we'll sit and watch it and get the old videos out, and um, you know, like, this is dad. This is crap. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's that, old. <laughs> that's one of the things that annoy me. So I struggle. I think because I fought, I struggle to watch movies with fighting in. Like if they're not throwing their throwing their hand, turning over their hand properly when they're throwing a punch or they're, they're hitting the bag and the punches are just crap and this person's supposed to then go on and win and become world champion and stuff like that. That stuff annoys me. And I feel like it's because I wasn't brought up on those films. Like yeah. I don't know if it's just a lack of imagination when it comes yeah. to that stuff. But it annoys me when I watch a film and the person's not throwing the kick right and they're not throwing the hit right. Like, I don't know why, but it just really bothers me. So I struggle yeah. to get into films like that. I suppose it would because you've, you know, you, you're looking at it from a different different perspective it's yeah it ma- it makes sense so um you're talking about obviously your fighting career um am i right in thinking did you did you take a break did you stop training for a while and then you've gone back to it or have you always just carried on training no so i was so i was fighting up until covid then covid hit mm-hmm. then um just before covid i'd, I'd started like business and, and yeah whatnot. and then when i went back i tried to do business at the same time as training and training for a fight and trying to um, keep clients happy and things like that is not something that's very easy to do. So, for example, I'd be running and I'd be thinking about my clients or I'd be um, on a business meeting or, or something like that. And I'd be thinking about the fact that I'm not training enough and it just wasn't working very well. And then I had one fight after COVID and it was an incredibly tough fight because just I didn't train very much and I've struggled to get back into it as well I think yeah. because I spent a few years sitting around that was that in fact that was something that really messed me up like I didn't have the same passion for fighting when I went back like, right I think one of the things that I did genuinely was when I was fighting I always wanted to get into the UFC and I wanted to be famous and make loads of money I think because okay. McGregor was my original like, yeah and then when I've realized that you can make money in business and without getting punched in the head, then I don't know. I feel like that kind of shifted and kind of changed. Yeah. I mean, if you actually, if you look, 
to a certain degree, I suppose there's some parallels there in what he's done. If you think where he came from, what was he like? Was he? A, I mean, I'm not. If anyone's listening to this, don't take offence to this. I'm not saying he's he was only a plumber. Was he a plumber? Or was he oh, carpenter he did, or something like that? Wasn't he? He was a plumber, and then he went on to benefits. And yeah, just that's right. And 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 then obviously went on to be world champion. I find that McGregor really inspirational, and then he yeah, he kind of fell off. Uh, and then the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the current one. <laughs> I think it's two different people, to be honest. I don't. I, sometimes I see him. And I wonder if what we're getting is like a pantomime version of him. And when he's at home and when he's genuinely at home and everything's switched off and if he's just normal and he's just got to a point where he's almost developed like a bipolar situation where he doesn't know where pantomime Conor McGregor switches off and where actual real normal. I mean, or maybe I'm talking shit and he's actually he's, he's Pulling all the strings on purpose because he's making he, a lot of money doing an, doing an I awful think, lot of nothing. <laughs> I, think he's just got, I think he's just got issues. I think I think anyone right. who gets that famous and that rich that quickly and is used to everybody speaking about him and like remember when he, did you were you into the UFC when he like knocked out Jose Alda? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was when crazy. That, yeah, when that happened, like he was every everyone was talking about him, and then to go from that to now, like. No one speaks about him until he's in the news because he's done something stupid. Like, I think your granddad at the pub or something. Yeah, I think it just. I, I imagine having that much fame and that much influence, and everyone talking about you to just go to no one speaking about you. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would really mess you up. So that's why I think he overreacts so much and overacts because he wants to get back in the limelight and mm. grab everyone's attention again. I think he'll fight again. Um, do I think he'll fight again? Mm. Um. I don't think he'll fight very well again. He's a completely different fighter, isn't he? When he when mm. he fights now, he just looks so stiff and like tight, and he just doesn't look very comfortable. As when he used to fight, he used to be like really loose and like yeah. and throw good like crazy kicks and pull back and hit people. Now when he fights, he just stands there like a rock and just walks at people. So I can't mm. see him fighting very well again. Yeah, because I remember I seem to remember that he didn't have a like an ankle or a foot injury or something, he'd been carrying for a very, very long time um, that he's got sorted or something now, was, you know, sorting his leg out. But I don't know. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because you, 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 you watched him in the cowboy fight and it was like, wow, he's back. Like that yeah. cheeky little shoulder thing he was doing. He was like, that was badass. Everybody was in the gym trying that out the next day. <laughs> um, but that fight was just like, wow, where did this come from? It was like, and then he was back, and then COVID hit. And then it's like, nah, that just screwed that up, didn't it? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I find it interesting, especially with the, with the older fighters, you know, just to... I mean, you look at the likes of... Um, this is where I'm going to look so unprepared because uh, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm genuinely terrible at remembering people's names as it is. Um, Stephen Thompson. Yeah. Thunderboy. He's like... I think he's a year or two younger than me. That's yeah. nuts. That is like that's nuts to be like 41, 40, 41, 42, and still be fighting at that level and still you know be what? within a championship um, title shot. Do you know what I find crazy about like martial arts in general? That every five to ten years, the champion is just looks a million times better than the champion ten years ago. Mm. And it's like people are forever evolving, but to a level where you couldn't even imagine. 
like the, the, it's always like the most recent champion just blows the old champion completely out of the water. And you look at the style, you look at the way they fight, and it just looks like a completely different species compared to if you look back. If you watch the MMA like 30 years ago, like oh yeah, the way they fought, like some of them just look like they just walked out the pub and stuff. And you look at people today and nowadays, and they just look like animals. But then in 30 years' time, you think, are they going to be that much better that you'll look at the fighters today and think? What were they playing at? Like, I find it crazy how it's like forever evolving. Well, yeah, if you think where they're going to be in the next sort of 10, 15 years, because these are going to be the kids that have started from sort of five and six. Yeah. Whereas I think with a minute, we're still getting people filtering through that. Have, it's not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but they'll have started in something else and then transitioned into it. Now you've got kids that are starting at like, you know, super young. Um, and and now I know there's people have got, ideas about whether that's appropriate or not but to each their own and they're doing their own thing and they're going to do it anyway regardless and if it's not done organized aren't they let's be honest they're going to they're going to get fighting somewhere if they can't get it where it's organized but um i just think it's as you say it's going to be really interesting to see how it evolves um but what have you, do you have you seen any of the karate combat series then have you been watching any of that i haven't been watching it but i've seen you should it, do is it is it good it's really good is that what did Who's oh, was there a fighter called Uriah Hall who used to do that? I swear he did. Uh, I don't know if he did it. Now you've got me on there. There's people <laughs> screaming at their phones as yeah, of course you did it. You should know that stuff. I don't know everything about everything in martial arts, but obviously. But um, I don't know it. Did he or did he not? Um, what are the rules for that? Uh, but it's re- oh, rules. Um, they're kind of they're kind of changing. Like they're modifying them as it's sort of settling in. But basically, it's in like a pit. I've seen the pit, yeah. So if you think like karate fight, but it's like full contact. So it's like stand, it's like basically like stand up UFC. But they can they can strike them when they're on the side of the pits. So they can if they're laying on it, they can do five second. I think it's five second ground and pound. So if you do like a throw, you can hit them on the ground for five seconds. Um, it's really cool. It's it's kind of like if you imagine a stand up UFC fight without any of the grappling. So it's can you it's, throw it's, leg kicks? Yeah. So what's that's quite interesting. So what's to stop someone who's like a toy boxer from just... There isn't. Just throwing leg kicks and... There, there, there isn't really. Um, the, so they did a... Um, there's probably loads of people shouting at the things. Like, talk is shit, you know. But that is, uh, <laughs> what, they did a series called Kumite. It was on YouTube. And it was basically... It took fighters from all over the world. They just like... Um, without contracts or anything. And just put them in to like fight for a contract. Um, and it was really interesting because you had some people that were pure karate, like Olympic karate fighters. Then you had some that were like local kickboxers that did a bit of Thai boxing, did a bit of full contact kickboxing, did a bit of all sorts. There was one guy that was like, um, I think he was retired. I don't want to get the, I don't know what he was. I don't know what he did, but he was retired forces of some sort. And he hadn't actually trained or fought for over a year. And he just went straight in with a week's notice and did it. Did it go very well? It went all right, actually, because no. he was just hard as nails. Just went steamrolling him like... I thought you were going to say he just got knocked out with just first it just, Literally, the kid he was fighting, the kid he was fighting was... He was like some sort of like top-level karate guy. Um, so, you know, good at what he did. But I don't think he was just ready for that transition to like the full contact element. And this other guy just put his head down and went, wow, Steve, if you, you can't see me on the audio podcast... But he just went steam, like steaming in with his arms and just battered the kid's face off. Didn't know what was going on. Um, and then obviously went through. But then he ended up, lo- oh, spoilers, 
I'm not saying names, but he ended up then losing to somebody else who was who got a little bit more experience. But it's quite an interesting most, series. That is one of the most interesting things that have happened to do with martial arts within the last, I don't know, like 20 years. Seeing the different styles face each other. Because obviously, years and years ago, like, oh, yeah. kind of stayed to themselves. But then they started doing like Thai boxers fighting stuff, yeah. Did you ever and, see the Muhammad Ali fighting the? Oh, good luck, right? I can't remember his name. Was it? Yeah, Muhammad? yeah. In it because all I heard was that it was terrible. It's what, what worth it watching for it for the comedy of that, really. But it's interesting that they were willing to do that back then. You know, back but didn't then, they change the rules? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere that they made the rules benefit. Mohammed, I don't know. I ain't watched it, so I don't want people shouting at me. But I, I, I don't know what what happened. Tell me what happened, Chris. Should we? Uh, it were well. It was yeah. It was um, yeah. Watch it. I'll say that much. Watch it. Watch it. But then I like watching like UFC one and two that the old, the original ones and stuff because you just see how much it's come on from then. I mean, it was crazy, absolutely crazy what they were doing. I think it's crazy because. It's been going for so long now, and then there's things that are only just coming out now that are super effective that they didn't know about. Like, for example, like calf kicks have you now effective. Yeah, like, yeah. People are getting like two or three calf kicks, and it's just changing the dynamic of the fight. Like when McGregor fought like Poirier, like yeah. he took two or three leg leg kicks, and he just changed the way he was fighting. He could barely yeah. walk on his leg. Um, stuff like obviously jujitsu was big as soon as the UFC came out because that's how big it was, but wrestling's really starting to become big now. Well, mm. it's, it's last five, ten years, whatever. But wrestlers, if you look at the difference between how many UFC champions there have been for wrestling, if you add up all the other styles, it like matches where mm-hmm. wrestling is. Like wrestling seems to be the thing when it comes to to mixed martial arts. Yeah. Have you? So is that is that something you've dabbled in at all at any point? Or have you, you know, you, or you were always stuck strictly to full contact kickboxing? Have you tried doing any? I mean, I've tried BJJ and stuff before. And I'm, I'm shocking. <laughs> I get so frustrated and like angry and stuff because, like, when you like you're trying, you're, you're, like, you're blowing out your ass after about thirty seconds because you're just trying. And then you, everything you do, like, where? How, how have they got me? Like, why? How? And it's just a temptation just to... <laughs> I, tell you to relax, I tell you to relax. I know. I think it's crazy because when... So sometimes when I used to do kick, Well, when I used to do kickboxing and you'd see someone come into the gym and he'd be like big of muscle and he's throwing his punches and he looks so stiff. And you'd look at him and you'd think, just relax, man. Just just, just relax. Yeah, yeah. And then I did jujitsu once and the guy's going to me, just relax. And I'm just... You can't, oh, can you? You just want to get him off, don't you? Yeah. So <laughs> it's not something... Good. It's not something no. you right. I wanted to. I did when as I said, when I was fighting and I was winning my fights, it was something I wanted to transition in into. But then I did one one jujitsu session. It's something that you've got to get addicted to, isn't it? It's something you yeah. gotta do like three, four times a week. And I just haven't got I haven't got the time to get addicted to another martial arts again yet. In mm. my so opinion. You, so do you think you'll go do you think you'll go back? Do you think you'll mind just find a balance whereas you'll be able to go back to train enough to get back in the ring again? I don't know. I don't did, know. Did you, you have the want to? I thought I did, but I went to a kickboxing show like about a week ago because I was cornering one of my friends. Um, and I remember whenever I used to go to shows, it used to annoy me that I wasn't fighting. And all I used to think was, I wish I was fighting. I wish I was fighting. But I was sitting in the corner thinking, thank fuck I'm not fighting. 
<laughs> just thinking all the stress he's going through he's got to walk to the ring he's got 50 60 people who have bought tickets watching him walk to the ring if he loses he's going to let all of them down like the amount of stress and anxiety that i used to have and i just don't have it anymore all i had to do is just walk to the corner hold a bottle of water and i feel like that's good enough for me now in the in the vault game and i feel like it may be in a few years time if i ever if i ever get it again then i'll go back but i don't want to ever force it you see people where they force it, don't you? And mm. it just never goes very well. It's it's a serious thing to do, isn't it? Like mm. you can't step in a ring against and the, the thing is the person you're fighting want that's what that's their life, that's all they care about, winning that fight. And if I'm getting in there thinking, has that client paid? Is that ad account doing <laughs> is, is that ad account doing as good as I want it to do? Crap, did I forget to answer Chris's message? And I've got this guy who's just thinking, kill Donovan, kill Donovan. I don't have, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so I guess I guess stepping out the ring and stepping to this the other side now on with running the Facebook ads and the marketing and uh, you know consultancy side of things. Has it opened your eyes to a side of the martial arts that you, you didn't really know was there before? I mean, you must come across I mean, I'm not asking you to divulge, but you must come across some things. And I mean, God knows I do. And you're kind of like, people are doing this? Like what? People, people are doing this? Like, like what? Well, you know, some of the, I mean, look, to, to each their own. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to use that loud. I'm not judging. Yes, I am. Yeah. Because we all do. It's human nature. You, 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 you can't not judge. We just do it, which is some of us are a bit more vocal about it than, than others. But you do, you do see some, Martial arts is is great for for people seeing and for doing some weird weird things, weird things. Especially um, that m- m- dojo page. Yes, yes. Have you oh. seen the one he put one on today? I asked him about it actually on on Instagram. Was on he does like a video live thing, and this guy sets up some breeze blocks, right? Air quotes. I was doing there for the people who can't see. <laughs> and and like and he like he goes and he hits like nudges it with his head and it all just collapses like and as the bricks are falling off the bits that are falling off are actually breaking as they're hitting the floor and this other guy picks one up and he's holding it to headbutt it but he's holding it too hard and it snaps in his hands before his head hits it (laughs) the one i don't get is you know when they'll have like 20 people walk at them like one oh yeah they'll just use their hand to like move left and the person will just hit the floor and then the next person will do it and the next person and i always sit there and think like what what conversations do they have before they do this like Mm. the other person's clearly faking but what's going through that person's head to even do that like imagine Mm. if i said to you chris we're going to go to the town center you're going to walk at me i'm going to move my hand and i want you to throw yourself on the floor Mm. like you'd be like no so I don't understand where they find 15, 20 people who are lining up to just. Yeah, I've I've wondered about this sort of stuff before. Thought about it. Not like I'm not like stayed up at night. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> How do they do the Jedi thing? Um, no, I, I think it's a kind of a, a mix of. Mild brainwashing or, you know, extreme brainwashing and. As weird as this might sound, I think there's some hypnotism going on because I've been at events before where I've seen hardened martial artists hypnotized and they didn't even know it was being done to them. You know, like they do. I don't know how I'm not a hypnotist, but they like say certain things and touch and they're like, they like, they set it off. And I was at a martial, I was actually at a martial arts event once and there was this guy on the front row and for the entire section, this 
guy was doing, who was a speaker, he was setting it up on this one guy, and he said this trigger word and clicked his finger, and the guy fell asleep. And he didn't even know that it was happening to him. He didn't know it was was happening to him. I found it so hard to believe. Like, I really do. Like, I know you were there and you saw it, Chris. But, but no, hypnotism is a real no, thing. I hear you. I'm just, it genuinely, it's one of those things where it needs to happen to me for me to believe it. Like, I'd need someone to. We're going to arrange that. this now for you. <laughs> We're going to have to. You have to get you running around like a chicken or something. I, no, seriously, I need it to happen to me and I need it to be recorded of it happening. And then I'll sit there and I'll go, okay, I believe it. Because whenever I hear stories or if I saw someone, it happened to someone else, I just think they were a scripted actor. So yeah, I don't mean. Arrange this. We're going to have to arrange it. I've seen, I, 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 like hypnotism is like a real thing. Like you can genuinely mess with people's heads with, with stuff like that. It, that, that. But I think it's a, an element of like the hypnotism and the, and the, um, the brainwashing along, like a basic version of it is like if, Oh, wow. How do I say this without offending people? Um, okay. I can't say it in any other way. I'm not suggesting that... Oh, wow. This is getting a bit deep. Okay. So let's take religion. Okay. Different people have different thoughts on religion. But if you think from a, from a, from the perspective of a little child, if they're told every day that there's a, a being in the sky, and if you don't say the right things, you're going to go to the place that's really horrible... Yes. You believe that because you've been told it every day and it becomes fact. And then all right, I, I, to each their own what people want to do, I'm not siding on it either way. Or if every day, you know, you, your parents say, don't touch the stove, it's hot, don't touch the stove, it's hot, don't touch the stove, it's hot, don't touch it. Then you go, oh, the stove's hot, I better not touch that. So I think there's, a, it's like a combination of the two. I think these people are just, they're told it enough, often enough, that it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real, that they perhaps get to a point where they don't want to be the only one that goes, is this shit real? Like, yeah. I better just do what everyone else is doing, otherwise I'm going to look like an idiot. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. so far down the rabbit hole that they can't... Add, like, when, like when people tell lies often enough that they believe their own lies. I think it's a little bit like that. They get so far down the rabbit hole and... Do you know um, what it's part of? I think... Like cults, basically. Yeah, but it's I a think cult. It's also a part of you look at it as well and you think, well, that wouldn't happen to me. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, if you, have you ever seen that picture? So obviously we've had COVID, we've had religion. Now I'm going to actually talk about Nazi Germany. Have you saw that picture? <laughs> have you ever saw that This is getting censored. It's like even... <laughs> I'm not even going to get the first ever, one out, am I? Have you, <laughs> Jesus have you ever saw that picture in Nazi Germany, though, where everyone's saluting Hitler and there's one guy, yeah. there's one guy refusing to do it? And everybody looks at that picture and goes, that'd be me. Right, but statistically, we know. know that ninety-nine point nine percent of the people, or whatever, ninety-nine percent of people would just do what they need to do to not get harm to themselves and their family. And if I look at a bit of that, like we look, I look at stuff like that, the hypnotism thing, and I'm like, listen, that wouldn't happen to me. I wouldn't allow it. If I've when you to arrange at, this, when you look at all <laughs> situations as well, you look at that and you think, nope, I would not allow myself to be into that. But the truth is. Most of us would. <laughs> Most of us just would be hypnotised. Or, 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 have you ever seen the social experiment they do, where there's a guy that there's two versions of it. There's one where he goes out into the street and he stares up at the sky and points, 
and slowly one by one more and more people come and stand next to him and look up and point and it ends up there's loads of people all stood staring at the sky there's nothing there or the lift one yeah have you saw the lift one where they get in the lift and they all just face the opposite direction so then when other people get in the lift they just face the opposite direction and then at the same time all of them just turn 90 degrees and face to the right so then that person just turns to the right and yeah. it's just about how like we'll just copy what happens around yeah and the, there was another one where somebody went and they sort of sat in the road then they just went and sat down and then loads of other people just came and started sitting down and everyone copied everybody and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger it, i think the human brain is just it's so so clever and incredibly stupid at the same time like we're so open i mean you'll know with advertising the power of advertising and suggestion and what that can make people do. And I, oh, I'd never fall foul of that. Yeah, you would. You so I would. Wonder, speaking about that, do you reckon social media has made it so more people can stand against what's normal? So, for example, something like COVID, like 80% of people listen to COVID or 90%, whatever, but then there was a 10% weren't there who like didn't agree. Do you think that percentage would be as high if social media wasn't a thing no i don't think you would i think uh, you 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 of all people understand the power of algorithms and the way it works like um the, the people that really didn't think covid was real was shown more and more content about covid not being real yeah. and the ones that were ultra terrified of it were shown more and more stuff about you know so i think it just created those extremes like i think if facebook didn't exist there'd be a lot more people probably that would just kind of go yeah I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I just think we we got extremes of it. Um, and the thing that really irks me about it is, like, I was sat... What was I talking about? I can't remember what it was now. And it came up as an advert on my phone literally five minutes later. And I was like, I haven't talked about that for so long. And I'm getting an advert on my phone. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. It isn't. It's crazy. And it's not crazy. It's stupidly simple, really. But yeah. that's going on around us all the time, constantly. They say, don't they? They say that they we listen to a lot more than than we think we are. Well, who's that guy? What's now Edward Snowden? Mm. Where he like gave told everyone that the government was listening to more things that they should have been than they should have been listening to. Like we just don't know how much these these devices like listen to us because yeah, look, we all carry it. Look, we've all gotten within arms reach. Got them at all times, haven't we? Like I don't for I don't for one minute think someone's just following Donovan round at all times. I'm not that interesting, um, but I do wonder. I do wonder if there's words that we just say near them that just makes things pop up. Because I've had it where I've like I'll be talking about something that I've, that there's no ad that should I've ever seen on it before, and then I'll open my phone, I'll go for my Facebook, and an ad will come up for the thing I was talking about. But I wonder if that's a case of it has come up in the past, but because we weren't thinking of it, we just didn't notice the ad. Yeah, yeah, I, that, like when you buy a you buy a car, and then all you see is that car wherever you go. Yes. <laughs> That's so annoying. Like, oh, I'm so I've got this car. Oh, everyone's I'm got so this car. I'm, I'm so unique. No Why has everyone got this car? Jesus, but it's because it's in your head, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So because you're thinking of it, I wonder if it's just the case of that. Maybe. I mean, I've just ditched li- recently, not because I'm a conspiracy theorist or worried or anything, but I've just ditched my smartwatch and gone back to just wearing a normal watch because i was just checking for notifications and stuff constantly like 
like I put my phone down to have a break. Bzz, bzz, what's that? Oh no, I'm now I'm doing it on my wrist now. So yeah. I've sacked the watch off and gone back to a normal watch. So that when I put my phone down, I can actually have a break from it. I'm not getting notifications and what stuff do you all think the time. About those those fitness watches, not whoop and that. Um, I I I have had one of those and I just never used it. <laughs> Like, I just didn't, I was, it was utterly pointless. Like, every now and again, I'd open up my phone and go, oh, look, I did 5,000 steps this morning. Yeah, I think I think they are good because I think they build habits and stuff like that. But one of the things I'd worry about, and the reason why I don't have one, is because I've got, I've got a friend and he lives to it religiously. And his sleeping habits and everything have got better since he got one. But I could wake up after three hours of sleep and get straight to work. And have, well, have a coffee, have 10 coffees and get straight to work and force myself to do what I need to do. Go to the gym, whatever it is, right. He'll wake up, and let's imagine he's had a bad sleep, or he's had an okay sleep, right, and he wakes up feeling okay. Then he looks at his watch, and his watch tells him that he's had a really bad sleep, and his body isn't recovered. And then all of a sudden, he ah. goes from being in a state of, you know, he could work, force himself to work, to, well, you know what, I should have a day off today because... As my watch says, I don't have recovered. I, I haven't recovered, and I think that's one of the negative things that I think people don't think about. Like, yeah, it might start good habits, but if I think people start relying on that to tell them how they feel, so that's why I don't have one. No, I don't. No, yeah, I can see that. I could see where that. Yeah, I could see where that would happen. That's yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? How the power the of suggestion. Is, the worst thing is. I'll see that it's doing that. That's what's happening to him. So I'll speak to him. And he'll say he feels fine, whatever. He'll look at his watch. His watch will tell him that he's tired or whatever the crap. He hasn't had a good sleep, whatever. And I'll say to him, you, "You're letting your watch dictate how you feel." And he'll be like, "No, I'm not. I knew I was feeling crap already, and all this." And it just, I don't know. I just think it's a bit dodgy. <laughs> it is a bit when you think about it. it makes you wonder what else you're being told about. Oh man, depressing. <laughs> It's Only depressing. if the watch tells you you're depressed, though. And if you watch, yeah, because that is a thing that's on there, and you can do like moods and like. Well, and then of course, again, if you want to come back full circle, back to the conspiracy theorist people as well. But I mean, this isn't actually a conspiracy because it is data. It is it's data, isn't it? And that's you know that can be bought, sold, and you know, uh, and I guess that then could be used to push stuff to you as well. And you know, oh man, crazy it's world. They track everything. They track everything. They know everything about you. <laughs> I don't. If they're following me, they're going to be bored as shit. All, all I do is kick and punch in a room all day and then do a podcast. That's literally all I do. And I didn't used to do the podcast a few weeks ago. So, yeah. Cool. So, um, let's, let's come back to you because you, since you're on my podcast, um, what you got going on at the minute then? What's, what's, what's new in, in your world? Um, just busy. We took on I like that. Just busy. <laughs> just busy. Last, so two things that I'm focusing on lately. So one thing is we took on like ten clients last month, like a, a silly amount of clients in in one month to take on. Um, so I've hit a point now where we're trying to take on loads. Of, well, we took on loads of people, so we're just trying to deliver an amazing service for that many people. Obviously, it's easy to deliver an amazing service for one person, but if you take on 10 people, it's obviously a little bit harder to deliver that amazing service across the board. So I've got that. And then the other thing that I'm doing right now is I'm trying to focus on, I've got this thing that's written on my desktop. I'm trying to focus on enjoying now and focusing on like the process. And I mean that for everything that I'm doing in life, whether that's going kickboxing, whether that's going to the gym, whether that's work, whatever it is, 
I'm focusing on the now. So what I did was I was listening to a podcast. I think it was by, um, I think it was the diary of the CEO one. And he had someone on and he was talking about the best thing you can do is, if, well, no, that was it. If you're not happy now, you'll never be happy now. If your happiness is in the future, when you hit a certain goal, then your happiness is always going to be in the future. And I know that myself, because if I've ever hit a revenue goal, I've then said, well, I want to hit this revenue goal. If I've ever won a title fight, I've said, well, you know, when I win the next title, then I'll be happy. Or when I beat this person, I'll be happy. Or when I beat this person, I'll be happy. And then the happiness is always in the future. So what I've tried to do now is I've tried to focus on three things in work that I'm just going to focus on doing every day. And those things are doing my calls successfully, mm. um, making the the um, day-to-day business how it runs better. And just there's a few things that I focus on doing today and then tomorrow I'll focus on doing it then and then day after I'll focus on doing it then. And those things will inevitably get me to my goal, but I'm not focused on the goal. I'm focused on what it is that I'm doing today. Quite a deep thing, but that's uh, a mindset. I like it. I like it because to, to a certain degree, that translates into exactly what I'm doing now with the podcast. Like I was, when I first started it, well, look, when I first started, I didn't have a clue what I was doing with that. I just did it because I thought, oh, I'll just do it because I listened to him. So I'll, I'll do one. And the first, the first few are hilarious when I really listen to them. Like it's like, um, welcome to the Kickback with Chris podcast. And today we're going to talk about karate. Karate was first developed in Japan. <laughs> it's like that. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm not terrified. But I'm just trying to be too perfect. Yes. Um, and then I, I I slowly give less of a shit and 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 relax into it. And but I was very much like the the focus was it's got to be the biggest podcast. I've got to have the, these guests on, and I've got to do this. And I and I remember I got Alfie Lewis on, which I was like, wow, how does this even happen? This is crazy because he'd not done any interviews in decades by that point. Um, and then we had we did the we did a Jean Claude Van Damme special and he shared it, like he shared it on his social medias. I'm like, Pfft. and then the numbers just went whoosh like that. I was like, oh, I've made it! Finally, it's happened! Brilliant! Oh, then, I get, then we get show sponsors and all that. And then, yeah, I I was always I was sort of chasing numbers and uh, chasing this vision of what it was going to be, but I wasn't enjoying it. No, and even and now I've come yeah. back. And I and I haven't even looked at the stats. I don't care how many people have listened to it. No. Uh, all right, that's a, maybe a bit of a lie. I hope some people listen to it. But <laughs> I'm not really that fussed. And although, just in case the sponsors are listening, I'm totally on the numbers, and we've got loads of <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, joking aside, I'm not. I'm not bothered about who I who you know if I have this guest on or you know, how many people listen to it that, or who shares it. It's like, I want to enjoy it for me. And I, I, I actually think probably in the long run, it'll be more successful if I just chill the F out and let it do its thing. And yes. it attracts the people that like it rather than trying to make something that everybody likes. Because that's, yeah. that's kind of what I was doing. And it was never going to I think this is why it burnt me out after sort of four or five years because... I was trying to do too many things. I was trying to make it be too many things to too many different people. Whereas now in reality, this is just my podcast. And I'll talk about what I want to talk about. And if people don't like it, then they don't like it. And it doesn't matter. Exactly. And one of the things that I realized as well, well, I didn't realize my business coach told me, but something that's made us grow dramatically is 
we focus more on the inputs now as opposed to the outputs. And what I mean by that is you can't control how many people are going to listen to the podcast. Like you can do things, like you can share it and you can do that and whatever. And you can have sponsors. And I could like not that. boost my post. No, you boost your posts. Yeah. No. <laughs> I won't boost my posts. <laughs> no, but, but you could do these things that obviously have, have a little bit of a change, right? But the main thing that you can have control over is how many times a week are you going to do the podcast or how many times a month are you going to try and do the podcast and try and stick to that for the longest period of time you can possibly stick to it. And then over time, you're just going to grow. That's going to happen, right? As what a lot of people do is they stress themselves on focusing what the output is. So how many views am I getting? How many of this am I getting? How many of this am I getting? Right? But you can't control whether or not people watch the podcast. All you can control is whether or not you film the podcast. So yeah. it's about making that switch to focusing on what you can control, which is the input and filming the podcast itself, as opposed to trying to focus on how many people view it or how many people press like or how many people, whatever metrics it is that you you follow. Like, And that's what I'm trying to do in my YouTube videos as well. Like I'm making YouTube videos to try and help people, but I'm trying to focus on doing one every week. I'm not trying to focus on how many people have subscribed, how many people have liked, how many people have booked a call from the YouTube videos or how many people have done this or how many people have commented or whatever it is. I'm trying to focus on just making a YouTube video every week. And in mm. 52 weeks time, I'll be in a better position than I am today. And in 200 weeks time, I'll be in a much better position than I am today. As long as I make that YouTube video every week. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, totally. I mean, I know he's a, he's a bit of a controversial character i guess to a certain degree but have you ever watched any of ali law's videos youtube videos i mean he's pretty uh, he's a basically he he's one of these people that does like the overnight well, he used to do the overnight challenges you know like they sleep in ikea and hide and stuff or he'd climb up something high and and he made all these videos and he was saying when he first started youtube like for the first year first two years there was like next to nothing like it was just kept on doing it kept on doing it and he said it was like saying now his brother used to get really annoyed because his mates used to take the piss out of him because he was like hey guys i'm back and like that and it was like oh he's got like 57 views what does he, who does he think he is right guys so this is a... and he said no but he said he believed in his head and he just so he just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it and then do you remember there was a period where everyone was paranoid about these killer clowns yes he made like a parody parkour killer clown video and he got something like 16 million views in a week or something nuts to the point where he was able to sack off his job and go into doing YouTube full time because yeah. of that one video. And he was saying, like, if he'd have stopped before that and hadn't stuck to the vision of it's going to work, then he wouldn't now be living in Dubai and hanging out with Ryan Taylor and all these other YouTubers that seemingly just make money out of being whoever they are. You know, like these, uh, like Jake Paul and this. What, what actually do they do now? They're just Jake. Is Jake Paul is that's the business, isn't it? You know, um, that must it, be hard though. That must be hard. I think it's well. You said you said it yourself when you were used to be doing the podcast. You felt like you were kind of not being yourself. And, no, and that's what they do every day on Instagram, on on youtube on on tiktok on everything every platform that they constantly video themselves yeah. they are being and themselves times 10 constantly that must get tiring yeah but if you're making millions out of it i suppose you live learn to live with it don't you yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Okay. so you'd rather cry in your lambo than than what like a toyota or something don't they <laughs> probably probably i think that's i think on that note <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the title now 
You'd rather, rather call me Lambo. Lambo than in my Toyota. That's what the fuck <laughs> I'm going to call it that. That's the episode title. I like it. I like it. Cool. Well, it's been fun. It's been nearly an hour. Um, but I've enjoyed it, which is the important thing. But before we close, last couple of minutes, because you've been gracious enough to come on and do this, I'm going to turn it over to you. So tell people, of, uh, people they're going to listen to this, going, who is this guy? What does he actually do? <laughs> He's not talked about it. But if you want to share a little bit about what it is that you do and how people can find out more about it, the floor is yours. So what we do is we help martial arts schools grow. Um, we build systems for them that basically put members into their schools. But I hate doing stuff like this where it's like, <laughs> come learn from me or whatever. But if you want to see a little bit about what we do, I've got a YouTube channel called Donovan Wint. It's got yeah. loads of free content on there. I, had a, I literally had a message today from someone called James. I'm not going to say his last name, but it's James. Um, and he said he's took on 20 members. No, he's had 24 bookings just using my YouTube free content. There so, you go. If that doesn't say it's helpful, I don't know what does. So I'm just going to tell you about my free content. It's on YouTube. And then you can also add me on Facebook if you want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say fairer than that because, you know, I'm old school. I've been around the block and, you know, I've come across a lot of experts and consultants and people you know, over those time, over that time. And there are some absolute, yeah, let's just leave it at that. Um and I don't count you as being one of those, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have you on the podcast. Um, <laughs> because, he's, he's, honestly, I'm not kissing his ass just because he's looking at me down the computer screen. But, um, you know, he's a genuine guy and obviously running a business. And that's, you know, there's, there's, there's always that, there's a, well, not always that transaction there, monetary, because obviously you've got the YouTube channel. But you are genuinely, like, you are genuinely interested. Yes, obviously, you, you're in a living, it's a business, but you are actually genuinely interested whereas a lot of these people well i'm guessing you are either that or you're a damn good actor i'm a brilliant actor i did actually to be fair get a distinction star in drama did you yes yeah, so maybe i'm just oh, a really so maybe you're just lying to everybody maybe <laughs> just another one of charlatans but no joking aside you know you are genuinely interested like i i, I use mine as an example i full disclosure i i hired donovan to come in for the day to help me with something um and he definitely did more than a day's work because for about a week afterwards, I was like, how do I do this? I can't do it. How do I do this? Oh, I was just like, right, I'll do it for you. I'll sort it for you. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to do that for everybody, but that I, to me, that just demonstrated somebody that actually cared about his clients and, you know, not just, oh, well, now you, you've paid me now. Screw you. See you later. Bye. <laughs> I try to I try to be as ethical as physically possible. It allows me to sleep at night. It also means if anyone, because people say negative stuff about everyone, don't know. But it also means no. that if anyone says anything negative about me, it's like water off a duck's back. Like it just doesn't bother me because I've got nothing. It's just I'm just I can sleep well at night because nothing's true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like oh no no and I I like that now for the show for the show name. I can sleep well at night because nothing's true. I like that as well. <laughs> you got two good ones to pick. I like, I like, I, I do like to use ones that confuse people, which is why I use what I used in the last one because um, wonky September and don't send me a postcard. Because I mentioned both of those in the podcast, but you had to listen to all of it to get it. <laughs> oh, mate. I don't know. I don't want to just call it Donovan Wint talks about Facebook because that's like. I don't want you to either. Call um, it something interesting. Either. What was the what was the cry? You'd rather crying, crying, rather crying in Lambo than in Toyota. 
<laughs> I think I might go with that one because that's quite Someone cool. Someone who's got a Toyota is fuming right now. But they're also probably agreeing as well. Because yeah. would they really rather to cry in the Toyota or in the Lambo? I'd rather cry in the Lambo, personally. Totally. There's a lot of things I'd probably rather do in a Lambo than a Toyota. In fact, most things. Then again, they look a bit small, don't they? Lamb Lamborghinis, they look a bit tight. So at least in a Toyota, you'd be comfortable. It depends which one it is, really. We're talking Corolla or... I haven't been. I haven't got as many as you, Chris. Because you drive in a Lambo, don't you? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've seen yours, mate. you got quite a small mate. Anyway, let's not go down that road. Anyway, it's been a pleasure having you on for this last hour. Um, thank you for going on. Um, uh, just to mention as well, that one of the reasons why I wanted Donovan on, besides him being a stand-up bloke, is that he was actually the last guest on the last episode. Oh, I said that in a really weird way. Basically, he was my last guest on on the previous format, and I just thought it'd be really cool to have the last guest on the shit format be the first guest on the awesomely improved format. So and I think we smashed it. I think we did. That or we bored everybody to tears. I oh, doubt right. it. We had a good time. We focused on the inputs, not the outputs. We did, didn't we? We, <laughs> we put the world to rights. We sold COVID and everything. We it talked COVID. about hypnotism. We talked about dodgy breeze blocks, Lambos. Nazi Germany. Yeah, <laughs> we've covered it. We've covered it all. We've covered it all. We did, we, did, we did talk about a bit of martial arts, I guess. For about five minutes. About five minutes. Anyway, mate, it's been a pleasure. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. Otherwise, we're gonna get started again. Um, hopefully, everyone again soon. Yeah, cool. Thank you. For maybe maybe you start your own podcast. I'll come on yours. Maybe maybe one day. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. No, you don't need any more plates. Nice one, mate. Catch cool. you soon. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. So there we go, guys. The first in the new format of podcasts. Hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed recording it. It was, it was, it was yeah, it was good fun, good fun, and, a, and a, I think a, a welcome change. Oh, by the way, if you can hear noise in the background, that's my son downstairs smashing the heavy bag to bits. Um, yeah. Still a function of martial arts school here as well as recording studio. But um, a quick yeah, quick thing before I forget as well. So uh, obviously right now you're listening to this podcast. Um, but what I'm going to do for this version of the podcast, so any of the unscripted ones, any of the documentary-based format ones, um, I'm going to record them on video as well. So I've recorded them via webcams, uh, providing the guest at the time has one. And you'll be able to watch those on YouTube. Uh, so the links will be... Well, the link to the YouTube is actually in the description in the show notes for this. So if you go into iTunes or Spotify or whatever and you look in the uh, description or notes section on it, you should see a link to YouTube there that you'll be able to copy and paste. Obviously, I'll also post it in the, the group as well and on the like pages and all that sort of stuff. So if you, if you want to watch us as well as listen to us, you have that option too. Uh, and obviously, if you could share the links around... It's been a while since I've recorded these, so obviously people think we've disappeared off the planet and have potentially unsubscribed and all that sort of stuff, which is fair enough, you, I understand that. Um, or are seeing our episodes come up on their feeds and think it's old ones. So, yeah, if you could give it a share, that is really appreciated and it, it just helps to you know, kick things off, no pun intended, uh, and get things going again. Um, so that support would be appreciated. As always, please do remember to head over to our uh, show sponsors. So we've got martialytics.com for all your uh, martial arts 
CRM system needs. So if you're running a school, you need a student database or a method of contacting students or grading information, text messaging, email, and that sort of stuff. That's all built into Marshallytics, who have actually just had um, an update on their system this last week, which has completely slipped my mind as to what it is. Um, but if you talk to all of the people at Marshallytics, I'm sure they'll update you all. Uh, don't forget as well to check out mitmaster.com. If you go to the website via the link, the banner at the top of our website at kickbackpodcast.com, any purchases that you make for any of the products that Matt Chapman over at Mitmaster sells, uh, we get a percentage of that sale. It doesn't cost you any more at all. Uh, Matt has just very, very kindly offered to help us cover our um, ever-growing, should we say, well, everybody isn't really, ever-growing costs for the po- for hosting the podcast um, by donating back a percentage of every sale if you go through the banner on our website. Um, also, well, hopefully, I should very, very soon have another show sponsor to share with you all. I can't say anything just yet. We need to finalise all the details, um, but there'll be some awesome perks in it for you guys too. That's as much as I can say for now, which is a bit frustrating, but that's just how it has to be. So keep an eye out on future episodes and obviously on the Facebook group. Uh, oh, and by the way, if you're not on the Facebook group, please do feel free to join. If you just sit, search up for Kickback with Chris the Martial Arts Podcast on Facebook, you might find the like page, but you should also find the group as well. It's a private group. Feel free to join that. Uh, and you can keep keep up to date. I quite regularly will post live videos in there, and I'll have a chat with you guys and have a little back and forth, almost like mini podcasts. Um, so yeah, feel free to jump in on that one. Uh, the next podcast you should come across should be next week, uh, another one of our Matt Chat episodes. You should be able to distinguish between the two a little bit easier now because Matt Chapman's got his own uh, icon for the for the podcast for him, uh, and obviously mine will stay the same. Uh, I know I mentioned that at the start, but just in case anybody's forgotten already. Anyway, guys, thanks again as always for your support. Uh, feedback is always welcome, and I'll see you all on the next episode. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com.